Good evening, and welcome to Meet the Artist Interviews. I'm your host, Charles Chip McNeil. I'm the Director of Education for the San Francisco Ballet, and I'm very pleased to be here on this Friday evening, April 15, 2011. We're recording and taping from the San Francisco War Memorial Opera House, and I want to welcome all of our listeners who are sitting in the audience and all of those who will eventually listen online. The Meet the Artist interviews, as well as the Points of View lectures, are sponsored by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. And most of our MTA interviews will be available as podcasts, and they're available on our website. You can find us at www.sfballet.org. Well, tonight's guest is an interesting story about her training and her transition into the San Francisco Ballet Company. And ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce San Francisco Ballet, Court of Ballet member, Madison Kiesler. Thank you very much. Now, Madison was born in California. She was born in uh, Southern California in Oceanside, and she trained at Samuel, uh, Samuel Ballet School, as well as Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet and San Francisco Ballet School. She has been a member of the company since 2009, and we have, you, you probably don't know this, but you've seen her in a lot of things. She's been in, uh, she played uh, the Russian princess in Swan Lake by Helgi Thomason. She uh, danced the Pas de Sank in Giselle, also by Thomason, in Nutcracker. She's been a lot, she's been the doll, the party scene, the maid, the snowflake, the flower, Spanish. Those are all the, the roles that a girl hopes to dance. I mean, those are, those are great roles. Uh, one of the friends in Capalia, uh, The Little Mermaid by John Neumeyer, uh, Serenade and Theme and Variations by Balanchine, Send Paper Ballet, Opus 19, The Dreamer by Robbins, and in this new season, Underskin by Renato Zanella. So, once again, Madison Kiesler. So, Madison, welcome. Thank you. So this is, now you guys remember, when dancers appear here, it's often their day off. So they come in because they find it important, they find it valuable to speak to you, to share with you, to give you insight, information, and a behind-the-scenes look at the ballet. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And Madison, to be very honest, Madison has stepped in. There was a different interview scheduled, and she is a trooper, and she stepped in at the last minute. Can you give her a round of applause for that? Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, and, and she's, you know, this isn't always an easy thing. It takes, it takes uh, time, and, and there's some nerves involved. But, so, what did you do today on your day off? Well, today was my day off, quote-unquote. <laughs> I um, started class uh, normal and had rehearsal until, I think it was 4 o'clock. So, that's my day off. <laughs> and then tonight I come in and sign in at 7.30 and be here as a cover for ballets that I'm learning. So. Right. Wow. So, you're, you're, <laughs> so that's you're, my good day your off. Your <laughs> day off from performing is still yeah, a, a exactly. long, busy day. Exactly. So um, when we look at your background and where you started, you started at a really young age. You were six. I was six, yeah. Yeah. And you really, your, your three training grounds were, were all seminal in, in one way or another. So you started at Samuel Ballet School. Tell us about that. Yes, that's a school in Colorado Springs. Uh, Colorado, and my main teacher there was Germán Zamwell, who trained at the Vaganova and taught at the Royal Ballet for many, many years, and he actually also uh, worked with Bruce Sampson 
as you all know. Bruce Sampson is ballet master and assistant to artistic director Helgi Thomason here at San Francisco Ballet. So it's a testament to show you how small the ballet world can actually be. Um, so you, you were there, and before long, it came to pass that you were at Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet. Hmm. Now, how did you get from Colorado to Pennsylvania? Um, my parents were actually going through a divorce, and my mother and I decided to... I decided that I really wanted to do this as my career, and she was willing and very supportive to move wherever I needed to. I was at the Kirov in Washington, D.C., um, just for a summer. I'd heard a lot about Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet, so we went there for a few days, and we ended up staying for six years, and it was uh, wonderful training. Right. You know, you, you just, I don't want to gloss over something you just said. You know, your, your, your mother made a decision to really, at that early age, you knew you wanted to dance. Mm. That's no small thing. Not at all. For a family, for a parent to make a decision to move across country so that you can get the best training yeah. that you need and, and want. No, I'm very, very fortunate that my parents have always been extremely supportive and not only pushed me towards ballet, but if I decided to change my mind at any point, they were also going to be behind me which I'm very, very grateful for. Wow, what a blessing. Very much. What a blessing. So at Central uh, Pennsylvania Youth Ballet, you, well, you're, that's a pretty famous environment, and we, we have some notables yes. who are from that school. Can you remind us who they are? Um, right now, uh, Vanessa Zahorian is from that school, Tina LeBlanc, um, Jeremy Rucker, Luke Willis, um, all trained there. Um, I'm sure more in the past. There's also principal dancers and and solos dancers all over the world. Um, Heather Jurgensen was a principal dancer with Hamburg Ballet for a long time. Ashley Bowder is also from that school. Jonathan Stafford, Abby Stafford. The list wow. goes on and on. Wow. Carrie Imler in Pacific Good. Northwest Ballet. And Many. so what makes that environment such a, a, a hotbed for talent? I mean, how did, what was the training like there? It's tough. Um, what makes it so successful, though, is the director of that school, Marcia Del Weary. She's a beautiful woman and... Very, very tough on us. Mm. Um, we danced, I think I probably danced about 40 hours a week, you know, from 11 to 16 when I left. Mm-hmm. But it's very worth it. And she does it from her heart, and mm-hmm. it really makes a difference for all of us. She put me where I am. From all the dancers that you've named, I would say that, that technique as well as the discipline mm. of dancing and training were equally important. Would you definitely, say so? Yeah, she definitely believes in that. And she is an amazing story in herself. Um, she never danced professionally. At a young age, she went to, she trained at a very small school and thought that she was, you know, good and that she was going to be a star one day. And she went to New York and did an audition. And they basically destroyed her. Um, It was a hard thing, and they pulled her out and laughed at her, brought teachers in to say, to show how much she didn't know. So she took that and said that she never wanted anyone, anyone, to go through what she went through and taught herself by going to different teachers at, you know, age 20 and dedicated her life to teaching. And she's created a beautiful life for me and for countless dancers. For countless dancers. Countless. Wow. What, what, I never heard that. It's a beautiful story. That story. She's a remarkable my, woman. My goodness. So when you were there, did you uh, aspire to dance with any particular companies? What were you thinking about in terms of your professional life at that point? 
I pretty much was always going to, in my head, I was always determined to dance with San Francisco Ballet or in Europe. Mm-hmm. I was very clear about that. <laughs> now I think I'm a bit more open to you uh-huh. know, where opportunities arise, but that was my goal. Okay. And how, how did, why those two? What, what did San Francisco Ballet offer or these different various companies of Europe? What did they offer that you didn't see other places? Well, I'm never, I've never been a dancer who's the tricks and legs and feet, they don't come easily to me. <laughs> um, so the artistry and the more emotional, the more acting, mm. um, that is really what I was drawn to. And yes. I feel that San Francisco Ballet has that in its diversity through the repertoire. Mm-hmm. We're able to do so many different things. And that's why I love this company. And it, the quality of dancers is like no other in this country. Um, because so many dancers are from Europe and from so many different backgrounds, it offers a lot. And what, what European country uh, uh, ballets would you, would you think of that offer a counterpart to what we do here? Um, Het National Ballet has a, also a very diverse repertoire. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been there personally, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Right. Well, certainly no small thing must have been the opportunity to work with uh, the world-renowned choreographers and dance makers mm. that, that we have that come through here. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So if you're just joining us, uh, I'm in conversation with Madison Kiesler, Corps de Ballet member of San Francisco Ballet. In a short while, I'll give you all a chance to ask a couple of questions. But as I continue for now, so at some point you ha- you're making a transition from there to San Francisco Ballet School. Yes. And, and how did that happen? I had been coming to the summer programs here since I was 14, I think. Um, right. So tell people what that means. I don't know if people really hmm. understand okay. how dancers who work at a school or live at some place, why they go away or do something different in the summer. Hmm. What is that about? It's quite normal for dancers when we train at one school to, during the, during the summer programs, go away f- to experience different teachers Usually there are five-week summer programs, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. Um, so for me, I've been to Miami City Ballet and different places. Um, San Francisco Ballet, I have went to every summer from 14 on. It's also a great way to make a connection with a school for the mm-hmm. future or other. Right. And to really also see different cities because you can yeah. see different you know, environments that you might want to be in. Some are small yeah. towns, some are larger yeah. That, that sort of factor. It's a bit of a in. summer camp, but mm-hmm. uh, with a lot yeah. more work. <laughs> so, so your mother would let you go away every summer, like across the country? She would. She would hate to let me go, but she would, yeah. And so you're like, what, 13, 14 years old? Mm, yeah. Would you let you your know, daughter go? That's a long way to we go. Do, we go to dorms, and they have uh, RAs she, okay. that protect us, and we have curfew and all sorts of rules. So. Okay, okay. Well, that, that's good to know. So you, you came to San Francisco Ballet School after being uh, part of the summer program for many years, and what, what was that like when, when you finally got here? You were here, you're in the school year-round. It was a great experience. I was happy to finally make the move, and I had wanted to the previous year, but my mom said, no, not yet, you need to wait, get some more schooling done, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was in the summer program, expressed my interest in staying, and I was offered a spot in the school in level eight. Level eight, because yes. you had completed your training uh, in Pennsylvania, their level of training, yes. and this was kind of like a finishing, a finishing year yeah. of training. Okay. R- Remind us of some of the people you studied with here. They're so under-heralded, the wonderful teachers in our school who work so diligently and 
to have just the same kind of commitment of the mm. teachers you've described earlier. Remind us who you trained with here. Um, during my year, Level 8 was very small. I think there was four girls and four boys. So we were actually combined, which is rare. So my main teacher, especially for the first half, was actually Parrish Maynard. Um, now he only teaches the boys for the most part. Um, Parrish Maynard, former principal dancer with San Francisco Ballet. Beautiful dancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he teaches a wonderful class. Um, Lola and Jean-Yves also made mm-hmm. big impressions, as well as Shannon, Pascal. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so you're in the school, mm-hmm. and we are coming. This is, the, this is it. This has been the build-up, <laughs> in case you weren't paying attention. This is the build-up. So now, you've had this training. You've come to San Francisco Ballet School. Your dream is to be in the company, but something dramatic and amazing happens. <laughs> Right? Yes. So, the artistic director of Hamburg Ballet is here in San Francisco setting one of his ballets, Yondering, on the school. Yes. Take the story. (laughs) So, they came to set Yondering, as you said. And there was quite a rigorous audition process of seeing what dancers would fill what part. Um, and I was lucky enough to be picked to do the lead in that performance of uh, Dream Girl and mm-hmm. others. So I got the chance, my first opportunity to work with John Newmeyer. Then, uh, really, just for a few days, we performed with the company, which is rare, during their opening gala during the 75th anniversary year. So I was up on stage in that blue unitard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And it was a really amazing experience. Uh, The school doesn't always get such an opportunity to shine that brightly, especially in the company's gala. So it meant a lot to me. Yeah. And you went on to perform that during the showcase that same year. Yes, we performed the full in there. But you stood out in a way where your sense of artistry and potential became quite evident to Mr. Neurmeyer, and something came your way, an opportunity. What was that? From that, uh, he actually expressed his interest in having me join his company, uh, which was a huge, huge honor. Um, Working with him those few days was very different from anything I had experienced prior, and it was really what I was looking for, especially in that time. He's someone that has a purpose for every, every little detail down to your pinky finger. It has a reason for being where it is, when it is. (laughs) So that type of uh, detail was extremely amazing. And he's a very passionate man. He more than a few times would cry in rehearsals just explaining why he's doing what he's doing. So when he gave me the opportunity to join his company, I just felt that it was the right thing to do. So there you are in the school, as a student, the best training in the world, doing your best work, and one of the most world-famous choreographers picks you out and says, join my company, and you've spent one year in Hamburg, Germany, as an apprentice to Hamburg Ballet. Yes, it was an honor to be there. How old were you then? I was 17, so I decided 17. (laughs) She was 17. Yeah, so I think I was probably 16 that's, when I made the um, decision. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And your mother let you go to Germany? 
you know, they were nervous, but they were nervous. I think they could tell oh how much I wanted it and how much that meant to me. And they knew, as I said earlier, my dream was San Francisco Ballet or Europe. So <laughs> I fulfilled the goal. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you negotiate that? You're so young, such a big decision, such a big opportunity. How do you negotiate that emotionally, intellectually? What prepares you to make such a, a life-changing decision? You know, it was hard. I think the hard part came after. They offered it to me, and my <laughs> first answer was, yes, yes, when do we go? Can I buy me a ticket now? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you have to sit down and think, okay, wait, I'm moving to Germany. I don't speak German. I don't know anyone there. This is my first job, my first apartment, my first, my first, my first. Your first, your first. <laughs> um, and it wasn't easy, I won't lie. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't going to be, so I walked in there knowing that. And it was still hard, but it was the best year um, for me so yeah. far. It was a great did you, development. Did you talk to other dancers about this, about what that experience might be like, what you need to know, how you need to conduct yourself? You didn't even know what you didn't know. Right. Exactly. So who, how, how did you get through that? It was tough. My mom luckily was able to fly out with me, but even from the beginning it was a mess. I didn't write down the phone, phone number of my roommate so we couldn't get in contact with her and I'm in this country where I don't speak the language. You know, there was a lot of things yeah. that were just, we had to work through. Yeah. But in the end it made me such a strong much more strong it does make us, it person. does make you stronger doesn't it yes <laughs> did you did you learn german nine and this and this but okay. barely at all unfortunately because the company works in english most of the directors and ballet well the director is american and most right. of the ballet masters are american okay i will just remind well i'll let people know in germany at hamburg ballet you danced in performances with the company of othello Lady of the Camellias, The Seagull, La Sylphide, The Nutcracker, of course, Nijinsky, La Sacre, all by Nurmeyer, and, um, of course, The Little Mermaid. Wow. There's quite a lot of performances. Yeah. It's different from San Francisco Ballet. There, they perform all year round, but more spread out, as opposed to having an on-season and an off-season. So it was tough, but great experience. Okay. So you spend your year in... Germany, that year comes to an end, mm. and you want to come back? You're ready to come back? You know, it was just the right time for me to come mm. back. Um, there were many things that went into that decision, personal and none. Um, and I still uh, obviously admire John and that company very much. And it's wonderful that we continue to do, his, or have started to do his work here. Um, and I'm happy to be here now that this company offers a very different atmosphere uh, with the diversity of the repertoire, as I said earlier, that I think is the best place for me to be right now and to help me grow as an artist in every way. Right. You know, your life is, is really a, a modern story. This is what ballet is like today. Mm -hmm. the, a lot, I mean, a lot of luck, a lot of hard work, a lot of talent. Um, but in, in times past, a dancer would grow up, train at a school for their entire life, go into that company, retire from that company, mm -hmm. and now it's, it's all about moving, changing, diversifying your experience, your right. training, and you see the world at a very young age. The world is of ballet 
I think it's smaller and smaller and yeah. smaller. <laughs> you have to grow up fast. Yeah, you do. You do. Well, you know, I just I really want to get them a chance to ask questions, but mm. I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> so just let me ask one more. One more. So the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Now we come to 2011 and this seminal piece of choreography that is just danced so beautifully by, by our company yes, last is. year, and, and it's coming up for our last program. And are you performing in that? I am. I'm learning the same part that I performed last year, the Friends and Bridesmaids, and I'm also learning a, a part of Princess this year, which is exciting. Um, so it's nice to be third cast for that. <laughs> right, right. We can look forward to seeing you in that. And, of course, they will be a major event as this becomes um, a taped performance. And uh, we know that you have an opportunity to be in that. So yeah. we're really excited. Okay. Well, we've got a chance to have a chat here with, with her. She's such a fascinating young She's so poised to be so <laughs> I'm good. young. I'm a little so nervous. Young. I'm a little shaky, but I'm trying I to like hide it, it from you guys. <laughs> You're doing, you're, you're doing really well. You're doing really well. I'm going to give the, the audience a chance to ask a couple of questions. What do, you, what do you think? If you don't, I'll just keep talking. So you want to ask what? Wow, good question. The question is about training, and she wants to know how is it, what's part of the process of girls learning to be lifted and boys learning to lift, which is a very uh, tenuous thing at first, and when does that happen in your course of your training? You know, I think every school is different. Um, at CPYB, the children start with baby partnering, at, sometimes at six. Wow. So, you know, they're not doing the things you see up on the stage, but they are doing something. Um, each school is different. Um, there is definitely, with partnering, there is a technique to it, and it's very specific. Um, CPYB was fortunate to have a great teacher, Richard Cook, who unfortunately recently passed. Um, so a lot of good partners came from CPYB, actually. But, you know, certain places where the hands need to be during certain lifts, and the girl as well, I remember in our young partnering, we would start by just getting used to being on and off balance. You know, we'd stand uh, just on two feet, and the boys would take us to one side and then back to the center and then to the other. And so, you know, start with very basic things such as that and then build from there just to get yeah. used to it for both sides. It really, and it's, it's a, and you, you hit on something, and we'll leave it at that for, for lack of time, and that is that it's really about boys having the strength and the technique to know how to lift, mm-hmm. but girls also know how to have to place their rib cage, yes. where to lift, where to hold, so that they don't get injured. Mm-hmm. It's really a, a matter of both. We have to have a, a lot of strength in the upper back and holding the arms, because if you're a loose noodle, you know, they can't do anything with you. <laughs> and there are teachers who specialize in that, yes. in that very training. I saw a question back here. Okay. Well, it was a two-part question, and I, we will have a delicate response to that question. <laughs> we do have some, you know. The question is, 
I can barely even say it. How old are you now, I... and, and how long do you expect to perform? Now, you don't have to tell us your mm. exact age. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. okay. um, I'm 20 years old now. Um, I went to the summer programs just for five-week periods from when I was 14, um, but I came to the San Francisco Ballet School at 16. Um, and I'm 20 now. I, you know, unfortunately, the, the amount of time that I'm here is not up to me. It's up to my boss. So I hope to be here for a long time. I enjoy very much what this company has to offer. Um, and the great thing about the ballet world today is how interconnected it is. So just because you stay in one company does not mean that you can't, during your summer or other times, have opportunities to experience other companies and environments. So hopefully I'll be around. <laughs> All right. Um, yes? Good. Question is about the lifts again. Do you have to jump into the lifts or do you get picked up from a dead stop? How does that happen? Well, it depends on what lift it is exactly, but a lot of partnering is the coordination of when the girl will jump and when the boy will lift or if the girl's not going to jump and how to hold. So it's a lot of it does have to do with coordination. Mm -hmm. And even if she doesn't jump, as she said, the lift is, is, in, the, is in the torso, in the upper, the upper body. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. You saw you saw uh, a video clip. It was a video. Oh, in the newspaper of you of you getting your makeup on for Petrushka. Um, it might have been for Capella. They did a little oh, video right. for the doll. Um, yeah, That's it right. was fun. Okay, we're I'm gonna get one last question. Good, good question. When ballets are created, they're often uh, multiple casts. Can you tell us a little bit about that system? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I think each person, each choreographer is a little different. I think some people come in and uh, don't like to have a first, second, and third cast. They just have different casts. <laughs> and right. others come in and say, okay, you are first, you are second, and you are third. So it just depends on who's And, and what in. that means is sometimes the first cast goes on, and if they can't, then the other cast go on. And mm -hmm. other times what it means is you get the most performances, mm -hmm. and the other cast gets some, and sometimes it means sometimes something else Sometimes it's even, sometimes it's not. Yeah. It's all different. Very different. You know, we just don't have enough time together, but I know that we spent a lot of time talking about Madison, and I really wanted you to hear about her life and her background. Because if this is what the future of ballet looks like, we're in good luck. This is an extraordinarily poised and pleasant young lady. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview her. You guys are going to see a great show tonight with Program 6, Chroma, 7 for 8, uh, uh, Ghosts. Enjoy the show. Visit us on the ballet website, www.sfballet.org. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thank you.